The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Virginia, he has returned. Jimmy is back, back from his second Van Duel captivity, and boy, howdy, that third-party post-dated out-of-state check we paid for his ransom with turned into quite the confusion. You see, now the third time the Van Duel attempted to deposit it, that's right, I said the third time, the Van Duel ATM machine, if that's not redundant, shredded the check and we had to send our best cow out with a money order to secure the release of our DJ. Excuse me. But it worked! And then they took Mark. Those bastards! So here we go again. Rest assured, negotiations have already begun, and we've been assured that he is being treated well. Yeah, sure, there was that Lebowskian toe in a box. What's in the box? That arrived the other day, but that wasn't cow's color toenail polish, so we, um... Uh, Mark? Wait, who? What? Oh. Oh. You're, you're, huh? you're, you're not supposed to be here. Oh. Well... Uh, it's not something not right. Hmm. Something right. Oh, okay. The dogs delivered him back. His life was in your hands, dude? <laughs> hmm. I'd I like to think that his dogs bravely saved him and brought him back. Hmm. I, I just... Something... So we are confident all will be made right before we reconvene for our next program. I just want to say, if, um, if I'm quote-unquote kidnapped a third time... Mm-hmm. You, you have to start to wonder if maybe I actually enjoy being kidnapped by the Vandal. <laughs> we run into the uh, the Princess Peach uh, scenario. Just what, did, what, what do they call that? The uh, Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome, yes. right. Yeah, awesome. awesome. You can sympathize I, with your captors. I, I wonder if there is a Vandulian equivalent of Stockholm. <laughs> right. Probably. All right, well, there's no point in avoiding it, no point in being coy, no point in further obfuscating the subterfuge. We are, in fact, supposing we should bring the Swedes into this. They are Royal Republic, and I will link many, many things in the show notes, a video or two, some lyrics, stills, and gifts, until that cow comes back home to us. Say what? He's already here. For now, I will say no more, except... My God, how do we stop these bastards? I'm so confused. Pre-recorded live in our virtual hangar, recently repositioned to just this side of Uranus, we are those guys with Space Machine, full steam turbo team edition. Today is April 24th, 2947, and you are tuned to episode number 151 of the Versecast. You know, he's... Our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. That's right. It's originating from Uranus, sir. It's never not going to be funny. He's he's like Gleep is like like Don Pardo from SNL on crack. He reminds me of like a like Red a, Bull, a, a mid morning radio shock jock. Mid morning, good gravy. Yeah, man. I'm drive time, baby. 
It's true. He is. <laughs> we just need like fart Come sounds on. and like wacky noises and prank calls. Knock, for knock. Set. Ooga, ooga. Am I right, there folks? There we go. Am I Perfect. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And speaking of songs, I can't stop listening to on an infinite loop. Ronald Jenkins. Woohoo! He has a new album coming out. It is called Roads Deep, and there is a single out right meow. Yes, it is called Quest for the Jam. And it has a really fun and cool video that comes along with it. Lots of imagery I don't understand because I am old. But Ace, Ace is young and he speaks all the mangas. Ace, would you care to enlighten us? It has very much, uh, it, oh, oh, did we? Huh. Uh, in any case. Wow, the Vanduul apparently came back and took Mark. I know, right? No, he was kidnapped. Again? Out from underneath our noses? Yeah, he's, no, he's kidnapped, he's. Well, uh, well, we we will have to uh, we'll have to rescue him using the power of, of love. Because wow. if there's anything if there's anything about anime that I know, it's that the power of love saves everything. That's true. Uh, and and octopus is yes, <laughs> tentacle monsters certainly. It's uh, not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, wasn't sure where you're going with that there either, Jackson. Mm, they, that word they, tentacle, it's dangerous. They they love you for a very very long time. A very long time, yes. Uh, but the video does it does uh, remind me quite a bit of um, Gundam or old school Voltron. It has a very eight bit style, so a lot of sort of chip tune and uh, uh, Atari or uh, early SNES uh, feel to it. I, it, was, it was very playful. I loved it. It's fantastic. Jonto's uh, favorite bit about it was that he shoots fedoras out of his hands. Yes, I saw that. Everybody yeah, who so. is saved gets a fedora. Clearly. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Spectacular. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ronald was very kind. Um, I don't know if you folks remember. I'm sure you maybe might. Uh, He was very kind to allow us to use his music in our shows since way back in the beginning. And we have since since then stopped using his material. Not because his generosity ever abated, but because we felt that, speaking of the 8-bit ace, the 8-bit hyper vanguard force music is a better fit for our group and has over time sort of become our sound Richard Fingers. Um, so please do uh, check out our friend RonaldJinkies.com at RonaldJinkies.com and consider supporting him and his art. I did. You should too. So. I love the 8-bit Hyper Vanguard Force soundtrack. It's fantastic. It's very popular. You know, when we first started playing it, it was not my favorite. Um, it has certainly grown on me. Um, I can't imagine our shows without it. Uh, but um, I, I know it was uh, of all the songs. So we used to rotate every ten shows. We would rotate to a new a new song, and um, uh, by far the most the most positive response we received was uh, was for the one that we're using now, and we'll continue to use until forever. That's a mighty long time. That is a long time. Not Fred one day before the release of Squadron 42. Uh, no, just kidding. Kidding. Um, so, guys, how are we doing? Um, delightful. It's nice to be back. It's, uh, I missed you guys. Yeah, we missed you too. Nice to be eating Earth food again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, uh, no more Vandulian sliders. Although, uh, yeah, no, no more Vandul sliders, although the Big Benny's uh, machine in my hangar is just, you know... It's a problem waiting to happen. I'm just I'm putting on the pounds from processed noodles every night. <laughs> Man, that'll, that'll do it. That That's if do there's it. a hell, that is it. Oh, I love me. Uh, uh, yeah, well, heaps upon heaps of it. Um, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, 
the D and D games proceed apace. Uh, reading the dramas and the forums for Star Citizen, and just generally having a good time. Uh, Need even a lot of Mass Effect lately, as far as games go. Oh, cool. So, you, are you still playing the Andromeda? Uh, I'm actually not playing Andromeda at the moment. I went back and I'm playing through the original trilogy. So I just did finished you, two, and I'm now beginning three. Did you finish Andromeda? No, I did not finish Andromeda. I put Andromeda off to the side. Uh, I'm going to wait for them to for Bioware to update it and hopefully make it a little bit more cleaner. Um, there's just there are just some moments where I, I just like I just like I, I'm not having fun. I'm just not having fun. There are too many uncanny valley moments for me personally, and so I set it aside. and And I have fully expected they'll they'll get it under control, and at some point they'll be updates or patches that help uh, improve it. But until then, I am content to go back and play through the original series and and remember those days fondly. Ah, well. Good for ye. Well, ooh, 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 Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter, guys, British and Con, hashtag British and Con, happened last weekend, and did you see our guy with ships, Bunyan Snipe, getting his selfie on with the man... The man thrice voted by Norse god Quarterly as developer most likely to slay his enemies with but a simple hairbrush. Wow. Wow. That's that's an impressive award. And, that has quite uh, a title. Almost, almost as impressive as uh, Bunyan Snipes' amazing mutton chops. <laughs> he rocks the chops, doesn't he? Those are, those are spectacular. Majestic, <laughs> even. Well, he, uh, uh, of course, we are talking about Mr. Brian Chambers. Yes, so uh, Bunyan uh, did get a uh, selfie with Brian. And then also, apparently, very late in the evening, uh, another selfie with uh, Redacted's very own board gamer. Yeah, so th- those guys were all at British and Con, and it looked like uh, they were having a really good time. So um, we really do appreciate Bunyan sharing with us uh, uh, his experience, uh, some photo documentation of the experience there. And. Um, and way to represent uh, with the, uh, the those guys with ships T-shirt as well. So. It's true. He is I like the suggestion the that it may have been. I like the suggestion that it may have been taken in a peat bog at midnight. That is, <laughs> <it> is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I suspect it was likely that the flash wasn't turned on, but you know, there you go. It is over in the UK. One, I, I believe they one have one the can peat dream bogs. of the peat bog. One can dreaming dream. of the peat bog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So guys. Um, there's been an awakening in the Force. How have you felt it? Uh, I have been low-key devouring all the information coming out of Star Wars Celebration, so yes, definitely. No, 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 no. Read the show. I'm going to make that reference. Not, you should expect voice. a Star Wars r- r- response. He has a good point. No, no, he has a good point, Clean. No, 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 no. I mean, no. there was a giant Star Wars Celebration that just happened, so... This is true, too. Juxtaposition is the grist for our mill. Ugh. Is the <laughs> for the the mill that is those guys with ships? Um, no, no. Oh, of course, I'm talking about the. Um, I'm talking about the late in the evening of uh, April 14th. From on high, we received the long-awaited 3.0.0 schedule report. So much information. I've ingested a preemptive bromo seltzer in the hopeless hope of averting an esophageal Armageddon. God, your your wordage is spectacular tonight. <laughs> I feel like he just like opened up the source is like, all right, flip, 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 flip. What am I using tonight? Flip, 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 flip. Just like, all right, this one and this one. Do you have like a like a a, a, a dog-eared and like underlined thesaurus that you keep around with you, Gleep? Just like I just I have hand? apps on my phone. Ah, okay. esophageal Armageddon. 
I know, right? <laughs> Please continue. It sounds like a fantastic album cover name. Yeah. Uh, so, in this show, we will be discussing... Uh, we're going to start with the uh, 3.0 production schedule. I don't yeah. think we're going to get through all of it. No, them. no, no, no. We've got, we got other stuff that is more temporally sensitive, if you will. Uh, and but and, and there's so much material uh, in the uh, the schedule report that we're going to be... We're going to live on this for months, oh, let me is, tell you. It's a fat, juicy steak. We're just going to be slicing pieces off. This is, this is Thanksgiving turkey that that Mm -hmm. is in the fridge Mm -hmm. for like Mm -hmm. two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. we're going to be making sandwiches off the 3.0 update for months Mm -hmm. meat analogies tonight what is with you guys we need to talk about them banu yes banu banu got to talk about them and their groot heads and sexy time ships (laughs) wow um i disagree with the the i i i understand the similarity to group but I kind of disagree to some extent. But we can talk more about that later. Oh, and we shall. Um, and then uh, I was, I was going to I have it here that if we get through all of that in significantly under an hour, nah. and Vegas has the odds of that going off at many millions to one, uh, we'll find something else to chat about because that's what we do when we do what we do. Because like Jello, there's always time to feel your energy jamming my telemetry. And cue awkward silence. Just, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I never know how to respond to them. <laughs> Which is why I keep doing it. All right. So, yes, yes, yes. First off, um, uh, we what we want to do is talk about them Banus. Um, and uh, Jimmy has uh, has done the researches. He has, um, he uh, cloistered himself in the, uh, in the library in the Banu section. And who knew that the library had a Banu <laughs> section? <laughs> Um, and so, um, uh, Jimmy, uh, would you care to take it away? Absolutely. So I think the first thing to establish is um, I think everyone knows that Star Citizen is based loosely on the fall of uh, the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I thought was interesting in my research on this was um, a clear they, they were able to point clearly to what each race was based on if you're looking at this through the goggles of ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. So the Vandals are the Visigoths. Right. We all we already kind of knew that. They're the, the wolves at the gate, the barbarians, if you will. They're the ones that are um, not helping with the decline of the UEE. They keep kidnapping our friends. That too. And then um, ransing them for money. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, Xi'an are uh, basically uh, China. Now, what's interesting about the Xi'an is we know virtually nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, moving on, the Tavaran are feudal Japan, and mm-hmm. the Banu are considered the Persian Empire, with one major difference. The Persian Empire, at times, were, were always trying to encroach on the borders of Rome, or vice versa, and there was always uh, a tension. It's not a them. happy, yeah, it's not a happy yeah. relationship at times. The difference is that um, with the Banu, um, they were first discovered in 2438 and initially were right away like, my friend, how are you? Come on in. Look at the fine goods I have. There was, you know, they immediately made peace with us. They immediately, um, we immediately shared cultures. They were the first alien race that we discovered um, Mm -hmm. or stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the the first Banu that we met was actually running from the law, so he was incredibly relieved to discover a new species of, of <laughs> that was out there because all of a sudden he was a hero. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But 
they immediately they're they're kind of like um you know going on that persian theme uh they're known predominantly as traders and merchants uh the um the vibe that cig is trying to create with them if you can picture this in your mind is kind of like morocco 1930s 1940s you know think mm-hmm. fezes uh, vibrant colors, you know, it's decadent, it's lush, it's also intriguing. Um, you know, it's the kind of, the, the Banu, the, the, the area of space that the Banu control is called the Banu Protectorate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, think of it as kind of this, um, free for all of, uh, they love to gamble, they have, um, they're very gregarious, uh, they love to, to haggle. So basically, Vernon Tarr is the gentleman who stumbled upon the Banu. Uh, and I, I mentioned before, that was in 2438. And uh, the Banu basically, as I mentioned, control the protectorate. And their society is kind of a combination of uh, family and corporation. Like, they're kind of merged together into basically very specialized guilds. And these guilds are called, uh, I believe, either Sali or, or Salai. Or Soli. Soli or, or so- Soli. Uh, S-O-U-L-I. So we'll just say Soli for now. That it works. Yeah. Uh, basically, Soli means guild to the Banu. Is kind of the thing that you just need to take away from that. And each Soli uh, specializes in a very specific industry. And they mm-hmm. can... They're very wide-ranging. So, you know, you'll have a, a Soli that specializes in ship manufacture um, or in trade. Um, there's even, like, you know, a Soli that is designed specifically to raise the Banu young. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're experts and they're highly specialized in in one skill or one task. They're and not, that's for life, right? Right. They don't, they don't they don't switch. Correct. They don't switch. Um basically, you know, whatever it is that they do, that's the thing they do. They do it exceptionally well. They're not a jack of all trades. Mhm. Um they it's interesting the way that their society operates is it's very materialistic. Um they feel that what matters in life isn't your history, isn't even necessarily your family. What matters in life is is how much stuff you've accumulated, how much wealth you have, um, how lavish your your home or your marketplace or your uh, merchantmen, for example, is. Um, that's the thing that is the most important thing to them, that they can show you their wealth. Uh, they also have this kind of staggering con- lack of concern for uh, history. So yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. A good example is that, um, and I think they had mentioned this in around the verse. You know, for us, the uh, American history, you know, or the Revolution, for example, um, you know, goes all the way back to you know the first ships that that crossed, uh, you know, crossed over to the United States um, or into the Americas, I should say, um, the breakaway from Britain, uh, you know, the entire the, from the war all the way through to where we are today. Our history is very important, and it's something that we use to to inform our future with the banu it's not like that at all um if they were if we were explaining american history to them they wouldn't even care about the british they would be like well that doesn't matter that's in the past that's not now. old news yeah they live for now so you know it was great that when we f- were first introduced to them they were like hey my friend how you doing you know this is great we're all good and happy and stuff but as our uh, archaeologists uh tried to understand their history they were like well, the only thing we have here are these basically tech manuals because that's the only thing that matters to them you know um a tech manual will be kind of an index for their history oh this tech manual for the banu merchantman was created you know 250 years ago but if there's a better piece of technology that comes along they just discard it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
you know, it's crazy because you never really have an opportunity to know, you know, how their their culture developed or how the society developed. It's just it's just something they don't care about. They're the right. It's, it's why would you bother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they love to sell. Uh, trading, uh, there's a whole bit on, uh, you know, if you go to the Banu Protectorate, um, there are tips to trading. Um, and some of those tips are uh, negotiation is a must. It's considered very tr- strange to accept the initial offer. So, you know, it's it's very much like, you know, well, it's this much price and you just go back and forth and haggle down to a rate that's acceptable. I kind of picture them as like, you know, uh, okay, you know, you're, my children are starving, but I guess I'll go ahead and give it to you at this rate, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're the merchant that won't let you walk out of their shop. You know, you start to walk out of their shop and they're like, my friend, no, wait, come back, come back, come back. Okay, I'll give it to you for this much, but you're just, you're killing me right now. You're absolutely killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing to consider is um, uh, even though an item or a ship can uh, look the same on the outside, uh, it's worth taking a closer look. Uh, Banyu manufacturing can vary widely from Sali to Sali, or Soli to Soli. Um, so they say that it may be worth it to shop around, but the addendum to that is because they tend to travel a bit, they tend to be um, gypsies in a way, or a caravan, uh, they might not be there the next time you go around. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you're a first-time traveler to the Protectorate, you're kind of in a tough spot, especially if you're not well armed in negotiating um, you could get a thing that looks spectacular on the outside but really has kind of poor design or you could get something that the exact same thing that has spectacular design so you've got to go in there with with a pretty good keen eye and an understanding of how to negotiate save your receipts <laughs> exactly um, so one of the other things to keep in mind is uh, that uh, they love to uh, be hospitable while negotiating, mm-hmm. uh, you'll often see uh, traders gathered around what they call a uh, a slomandan. Hope I'm pronouncing Ooh. that right. Slomandan, sure. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a large ornate brewing vessel. Uh, each of uh, each of them having contributed an ingredient to the drink, uh, and the drink would be called the uh, sloma. So Ooh, okay. basically, it's kind of like um, a communal. Um, <laughs> Long Island Basically iced making, tea. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. say more along like you're making yourself a boot camp grog. Yeah, or like a yeah. jungle juice at a party. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so basically the the travel advisory basically says if you're offered a cup, be polite and take a sip. But make sure you drink responsibly because basically you could get blackout drunk pretty quickly. <laughs> you, you wake up with be a bunch of Be careful of the Everclear. Yeah, exactly. Um, Banu, uh, and interesting to your point earlier, Gleep, uh, holding on to your receipts don't matter because the Banu um, consider a deal final when the transaction is complete. Mm-hmm. So, so no it sounds like there's a lot of ceremony that goes along with, uh, yeah. with all of this. Yeah, there, there well, are... there's, there's a lot of salesmanship ceremony that goes along with it. Um, it really is, you know, the, I think that they're really <clears throat> trying to go for that kind of 30s, 40s, market that you saw in Morocco, you know, um, or the the market Indiana Jones was running through, for example, you know, mm-hmm. where you can find anything anywhere, you know, or you can find anything from anywhere. Um, one of the things to keep in mind is because the Banu travel across the galaxy, you'll find things in the protectorate that you would never find anywhere else. And this includes, you know, items from uncharted space. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're just, they're, they're all over the place. And so you really, when you go to the protectorate, you have an amazing ability to find, you know, just about anything that you want 
is going to be there. And, and you know, if, if you're savvy, you can get it for a decent price. Now, what is the protectorate? Is it an area or is it like a, a place? So the protectorate is basically an area. It's all okay. of Banu-controlled space is considered the protectorate. Okay. And then so and then in the protectorate you've got various planets. It's completely controlled by the Banu. We've never been at war with them. They've never been at war with us. So, you know, they basically when we met, what was theirs was theirs and what was ours was ours, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and the 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 races mix fine. You know, we go over to the protectorate, the protect- they they come over to uh the UEE. There's no mm-hmm. no real issues there. Um and then, you know, on their planets, cities are always built around a sec- a central marketplace. So um, our anthropologists, kind of a human anthropologist, kind of theorize that the society must have grown around crossroads um, for this very reason. It's kind of placing themselves, um, you know, at the confluence of travelers, allowing them to maximize their exposure to goods moving around the planet, and then eventually, when they went off planet, you know, being able to uh, put themselves in a position where they're able to meet travelers and trade with them. Okay, now they're not nomadic, though. Uh, some are. That's the thing. Is you know they're. Oh, okay. They are nomadic. They do travel, but they also they also have their own you know um, system, their own you know their own planetary system. They they have planets where they have societies that have grown, but a lot of times, especially with the traders and the merchants, they take off and they travel. Okay, okay. So do, now, do is it sort of typical that all Banu merchants will will go out and travel for a bit and then come back to uh, the same place, or does it sort of vary? They didn't really say. I would imagine it varies, um, but it mm-hmm. does speak to why the Merchantman is such a, a large uh, ship that you can live on. Oh, it's huge. It's yeah. a, I heard an estimate. It's 200 meters. Mm-hmm. The, it's a the, gigantic um, ship. I'd say the, the, the uh, Reddit is all about some outlandishly huge uh, size estimates for the Banu Merchantman. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. At, even at its smallest, a ship that dwarfs pretty much everything else we've seen so far. Well, its length is twice as long as a, a caterpillar, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. So even even at the smallest estimation, it is still bigger than anything else we have at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a beast of a ship, you know. And you know, from the descriptions, it's it's very luxurious inside. Um, it's basically a traveling market. So I would imagine that what you get. This is just me, kind of. You know, spitballing here, but I would imagine what you get is you've got Banu that go out in a merchantman and go out and ex- travel for years and build up their markets. Then they come back home, and then they probably trade with other Banu who have done the same thing. And there's kind of these centralized markets throughout the system. Uh, there's yeah. also flotillas out there uh, in the Banu uh, protectorate. Uh, so they're you know, and another thing they love to gamble. So you ah. can find gambling hubs. They have a big uh, they have a big fascination with Sataball. Oh really? Yeah. So you know you're able to uh, go. Basically, it's it's kind of like you know Las Vegas meets you know a, a Persian market. Ooh. So and <laughs> okay. you know some of the I've other, been at that hotel. There you go. Some of the other travel advisories are you know the banner that you deal with for the most part are going to be um, you know are, are honest, mm-hmm. but the laws that they have are, are relatively lax in regards to crime. They kind of have this attitude of, you know, again, Vegas. When in Vegas, you know, what's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's the same type of thing where it's just like, you know, when you come into the protectorate, you're kind of to some extent on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're not, there's not really a huge police force. I mean, it, it's... But they're not violent. No, they're not violent. They just don't care. You mm, know, okay. they're just like, eh, whatever. 
So if 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 somebody gets violent on you, you can't count on them to step in and go, hey, 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 not here. Right. Basically, what you would have to do is you would have to hire a security soli uh, to uh, investigate the matter oh. for you. Okay, okay. I imagine okay. they might take offense if your combat or your actions disrupts trade, though. Of course, you know, and but I think that that speaks to the security solely, you know, that those that they're the ones that will step in, and and the thing is, it seems like the way that it's set up, and and you know, again, another good analogy is the uh, the tourist trap, you know, it seems ah. like you know if something happens to you, you have to go to the security solely. And if they're able to recover, like, say, theft, if they recover your goods, there's a percentage that they'll take for, as a fee. Mm. Mm. So it's not like just with the police, if they recover your goods, here's your goods. No, no. No, there's there's incentive for them to do that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that's that's probably probably okay. Because you're. Uh, I'm guessing folks that are traveling in and out of the protectorate aren't paying taxes or, or anything. <laughs> Duty-free so. duty shopping. Duty-free. Um. One of the interesting things that I, f- I found was, um, or one of the interesting notes for safety is that humans should bring earplugs. Really? Yes. Apparently, uh, bad news hearing isn't as sensitive to noise levels. And so, you know, if picture a busy market and just, you know, amp that up by another, you know, 10 or 20 decibels, and that's kind of the atmosphere there. Um, oh, you know, goodness. it's really loud. Yeah. Like going to a rock concert. Yeah, pretty much. It's just it, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot for the eyes. It's a lot for the ears. It's a, just a lot for the senses. You know, it's 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 very like I said, very Moroccan, uh, you know, market type pl- uh, place. Wow, I wonder. I wonder what kind of music. What kind of music they play? Uh, ska. Is it interesting. Yeah. Ska band all the time. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm imagining some you know some Middle Eastern type. I mean, because we're doing the Morocco thing, but. You know, it just wouldn't be awesome if they were just like these, like death metal heads. I mean, it would just be the best. <laughs> one of the um, one of the biggest concerns uh, in the protectorate is uh, humans uh, can run into. They could possibly be captured and sold as slaves. Holy crap! I hope that didn't happen to Mark. They uh, they say that <laughs> the travel warning says that they strongly they strongly advise for people to avoid the servant markets. Um, apparently Ooh. those are on uh, Kins 2. Uh, and they, the, to avoid the servant markets for these reasons. So I would guess that, you know, your, your rich, well-to-do, snooty uh, human goes to uh, kin, uh, Kins 2 to look mm-hmm. for quote-unquote servants and the Banu go, eh, no, you know what? We're going to go ahead and turn you into a slave. Mm. Interestingly, so. interestingly enough, speaking back to the uh, tourist trap, the mm-hmm. Banu slavers will most likely offer you the opportunity to purchase your own freedom. <laughs> now, okay, so so um, what I immediately got in in my head was a picture of the uh, Job of the Hut's uh, pleasure barge. Yeah, that's yeah, that's sail probably barge. a really great yeah. way to yeah, um, barge, yeah, yeah, that's probably a great way to approach the Banu. Except they're not slugs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're tall and thin. Ooh, and Jimmy, ooh, I can't ooh, believe you ooh. haven't mentioned one of the most. Um, um, Characteristic things about the Banu being fashion. Yes. Uh, well, this again. This speaks back to um, the way that they, the, the way that they consider um, material material possessions a, a statement of their success. Uh, yes, they dress very fashionably. 
Um, their uh, clothes are always very tailored, very expensive, very rich. You know, everything mm-hmm. about their lifestyle is rich and is extravagant because that's again how how they judge self worth. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, even if they aren't rich, though they they take great pride in their appearance, right? Correct. Yeah, so so you will get along with them just fine. I am going to be executed on 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 site. <laughs> um, keep in I mind, am offensive. Keep in mind, uh, if you are going to the quote unquote servant markets, uh, there are few companies that offer travelers slavery insurance. Ooh, what does that mean? So there's a few companies out there that will offer you slavery insurance. So um, I would imagine if you go to the quote-unquote servant markets and uh, they decide to in turn make you a slave and you have to buy your way out, you probably get that recoup that money from the slavery insurance uh, agencies. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like paternity insurance but different. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, like, it's like going somewhere with traveler's checks, I guess. So I guess uh, David Lee Roth will, will go there then. Exactly. Um, the Banu are uh, acutely aware of uh, humans' desire, human desire to buy trinkets and baubles and, and ships. And so uh, a lot of their ships are, are also, they have a second version of their ships that are designed specifically for humans, which I think is what we'll see in, um, you know, in the Banu Merchantman and in the Defender. Yes. Now, um, can we talk about those two ships? Because we've gotten some new information. They're on sale again. Um, I would just like to get this joke out of the way. While we were uh, texting about this in our, our little group, uh, Mark referred to uh, the ship as the Baby Defender. So um, that's the only thing I'm going to know it as from now on is, is Goo Goo Gaga, help me. <laughs> um, but uh, as part of uh, the ATV story, uh, uh, LA Studio Report. Uh, well, and also when we got the the Banu lore. So this would have been the ATV. Was this last week? Yes, I guess this would be the most recent one. Um, in which they also discussed the referral contest, which I know Ace is very excited about. Um, mm. uh, the um, um, th- what I thought was interesting is the way that the Merchant Man and the Defender work together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, the Merchant Man. The impression I have of the Merchantman um, is similar to the Caterpillar in that once they kind of get shielding, uh, shield manipulation to where it needs to be, mm-hmm. they're going to be absolute beasts to take down. You know, mm-hmm. you, you are not going to be able to take down a, a Caterpillar or a Merchantman or any of these larger ships, you know, with two or three ships. It's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. Uh, so with that said... I would imagine that a merchantman would be a massive prize for a pirate. Think of mm-hmm. all the who knows what kind of untold wealth, you know, wealth is hidden away on a yeah. ship that size for a race that's known for going to the very edges of space and finding unique and interesting things. So that mm-hmm. would be a massive prize for any pirate. So uh-huh. it would make sense that you would have these defenders that would help, you know, uh, basically keep an eye on the ship or basically guard the ship through its travels mm-hmm. now the, the, the defender or the the merchantman actually has some pretty good guns on it though right it does but you just have to be stupid enough to fly in front of them right and that's the reason why the defender is useful is because it's more nimble um right. and can um it can swat the flies whereas the um uh, the defender can probably or not the defender, the uh, the merchant man can do a, a, a fair job of uh, of knocking out any larger, slower ships that um, that attempt to um, uh, to capture it. 
Right, and Ace, I think that you would agree with this. If you've got you know two or three um, <coughs> defenders me. or a small squadron of defenders, uh, you know one of the tactics is going to be to bring those to bring the enemy right across the bow of, of a merchantman, for example, and line those guns up really nice. Get a nice clean shot. Right. Well, I guess the, the defender has just crazy shielding, but not very good armor. And but then it's also got four gimbaled what size threes? I think um, was it ion cannons or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and now correct me, Ace, if I'm wrong here, but ion cannon is more of a defensive weapon, right? Um, technically, in most in most video game lore, and we'll see how uh, we'll see if it applies here because I know the sucker punch is similarly. Uh, mm-hmm. I think an ion-based weapon. It's designed to to strip shields and disable systems. Uh, mm-hmm. the, perhaps mm-hmm. the most famous pop culture use of the ion cannon is in Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes Back, where they fire mm-hmm. the ion cannon to disable the Star Destroyer as the ships are escaping. And it doesn't destroy right. the ship, it just disables its systems so that it can't fire back. Right. Right, so the Bandu are less interested in, let's just stop that. They just want to, yeah, yeah just stop that and then get yeah. away. And, yeah, and I would that's think all that, they need to do. Yeah, and I would think that a, a, a pirate raiding party would be incredibly frustrated uh, to try and take down a Banu merchantman on its own, but you put a squadron of defenders all on its back, and you're not going to be able to take them out. You're just not. Yeah, you know, the ship's going to be. They will harry you and disable you to the point where attacking this thing is useless, and you spend. Right. You know, a day and a half later trying to get all your stuff working again while they've long since gone. I would think that a pirate raiding party seeing a Banu merchant merchantman with six defenders is going to go. No thanks. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not now, uh, do you suppose that, that the Banu keep their motor clean? Um, uh, I keep my motor clean. I'm so confused. Is this a product placement or something? What song so is confused. that? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Don't okay. Don't yeah, don't we'll get to, we'll get to it later. Don't dawdle, Jimmy. Um, but yeah, no. So the the Banu, um, a, a very uh, very deep, rich uh, dive into the lore. Um, I would recommend very strongly. There is a there'll be a link in the show notes to the document that I actually pulled a lot of my information from. Mm-hmm. It's not terribly long. Um, it's a great read. Uh, there's a little bit more insight that I didn't that I didn't cover here. But broad strokes, think of the Banu as a friend of the UEE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the Banu Protectorate, a, a place that is very similar to Vegas, very similar to Morocco in, in the 30s. A lot of intrigue, a lot of mystery, um, you know, amazing bargains, amazing items for sale, um, and some danger. Now, be, before we leave completely, I mean, back to the fashion for just a second here. Um, would you say that they dress up for love? <laughs> yes, they definitely dress up <laughs> for love. Mm, that's good because I'm coming from above. Uh-huh. Oh God! You're gonna make me crazy until you get to where, what song that is. Mm, I know. <laughs> All righty. So, um, uh, good, good. Uh, any any more uh, thoughts on the band new guys? Band new, on the ships on on the. Ooh, let's. Oh, you know what? We've got the concept sale. Let's. Um, and I've got it up right here. Let's take a look at it real quick. Um. They are an interesting looking race, aren't they? Oh yeah, we were gonna talk about them looking like Groot, right? Ah, we don't have to. I mean, that's you know, that's that's just that's just for fun. Oh yeah. Um, that so uh, park like. What else is there? To, what else is there to uh, say? Well, I, I would say just shiny. Just not yeah. to dig 
too much into it. Um, their head shape is similar to, you know, Groot. I, I will, I will give anybody that, but you know, the nose placement is different. The, the eyes are different. The skin texture is different. They're more like eels, uh, with kind of well, a, they have a know, nose. Last I checked, Groot doesn't have a nose. Very true. Of any kind. Um, you know, they have, they have it's pupils. Yeah, they have pupils that you can see. Um, so there, there are some distinct differences. You know, is, is kind of the general body shape and the head shape similar? Yeah, but, you know, I think that they've done a really nice job of trying to pull away from that from their initial concept and give the character a little bit more of its own unique look. Yeah, but, but have you seen a grown Banu naked? Have you ever, have you ever seen a grown Banu naked, Billy? <laughs> it's uh, they showed they showed got, it in the ATV. Was, hey, I got that reference. I got yeah. that reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, airplane. All right. So, well, you can get yourself a Defender for uh, one hundred and eighty-five dollars. That's the um, you can do some store credit for that or um, War Bond Edition. So that's cash on the barrel head, and that's the way the band who like to work, is my understanding. So you sit down, you you have a drink or two, and you you fly away in your new Defender for only one hundred and seventy USD. Now the Merchantman. Price went up. It originally, I think, it sold for two fifty. Um, standalone now, it is three fifty. So it Ooh. went up a hundred bucks. But I think it increased in size by more than double. So um, I think this is a capital class ship. You know, this is not a. Yeah. You know, this is this is this is this is one of the big boys. I'm curious um, though. I'm curious though. Like, if they're gonna change the crew requirements, because isn't it currently five? You know, let's take a look. I wonder if the we ship's the original design was going to be something like maybe a little bigger than the Starfarer. Because yeah, it, it seems it like it's significantly bigger now. It doesn't matter. They sent it to the UK where all things become bigger. <laughs> um, the, ship's, the ship is three meters long. Now it's 12 meters long. Deal with it. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. I'm not seeing, the, um, I'm not seeing any of the uh, particulars about it. Oh, did they pull the specs down? I don't see any of the specs. Where are the specs? That's interesting. I see none specs. I see none specs at all. They probably pulled them down. I think the last time um, I had looked at it, which was quite a while ago, I thought it was five. Man, but it's maybe maybe, uh, maybe you can hire Ferengi, you know, and you get those two for one. So Ferengi NPCs. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is that like, you know, if they're if they're merchants and they're traveling and this is kind of a mobile shop, I mean, I can't imagine that they need a huge crew to run the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same respect, the ship's massive. So, you know, how do you how do you balance that? Well, they live on it. You know, I mean, it's like a it's like a small right. town. And yeah. actually, the, the crew on this, it says currently the max crew is eight persons. Ah, OK. Well, well, good. So it's on sale. It is this, this special sale ends uh, May first, and there's also going to be some uh, Banu packages, Banu combo packages, so you can get yourself a Defender and a a Merchantman together, uh, beginning at only four hundred and fifty US dollars. So that's Ooh. actually that's twenty bucks off of the um, off of the uh, the individual War Bond price. So that's you know significant. Um, so yeah, no, I think they're they're interesting ships. I know, and you know, it's like um, uh, Mark and I will be talking on the next show about. Um, uh, we were talking on the next show about uh, the um, uh, 
the Cutlass and, and the uh, the Merchantman as the uh, the two ships that tended to be asked about the most uh, for a very long time. You know, back to the old RTV days. You know, when people were saying, you know, what's going on with uh, with the ship? What's going on with the ship? And uh, Ben has said on a couple of occasions that you know it's always it's the Cutlass and the and the Merchantman. And I do not get the Merchantman, uh, but the Cutlass. I am I am crazy about that Cutlass, and I just I. I'm always listening for some sort of an update because I want that ship so bad to work well. I'm I'm really excited to see um, you know the the newest iteration of the Cutlass. I know it's it's markedly bigger. I'm really curious about the cargo space. Uh, you know its maneuverability. I'm hoping that you know it might be a little smaller cargo wise, but a little bit more maneuverable than a freelancer is is what I'm hoping. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All I got to say is hyperdrive me. Use the force. I think I know what song you keep referencing now. Thank you. I I, I won't spoil it. We will get there. We will get there. I promise. All righty. Well, we've danced around it enough. There's controversy in the verse. Ooh, Mm -hmm. did you know verse is actually in the word controversy? I just realized that. Real quick. um, Ace, are you going to be talking specifically about the Defender at a later episode? Because I'd be curious, and not tonight, but I'd be curious about your thoughts on the cockpit and, and, you know, the the flight mechanics. When we have more than just, when we have more than just a white box and uh, uh, a concept, certainly. Cool, cool. All right. Well, um, guys, uh, scroll on down in the show notes to um, to the future episode previously recorded. And um, I was uh, Mark and I. <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to talk about this, but we didn't get to it. Uh, we did tease it. So uh, those of you out in podcast land, you will be hearing this first. Forget what you hear in the future relative to what is discussed in the present. No, oh my time travel, little timey wimey. Mm-hmm. That's because Mark lives in Florida. All right, so um, Ace, you you want to you want uh, let me let me just tell you what I did real quick. Is is what I did was is I took a look at the rewards ladder. I mean, obviously, I watched that somewhat uncomfortable presentation that was on, on uh, <laughs> at the end of ATV. I did not. Uh, it is it is the definition of uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty uncomfortable. Um, Sell, it was yes. not. I mean, it was not. It Sell's was not bad. Can get uh, can get a little awkward if they're not. Uh, yeah. well, it wasn't. It was no, it wasn't that. even it was, that. Stilted and kind of off-putting, and they did not seem like they were comfortable making the pitch at all. It just seemed odd. In so give me give me the broad strokes because I don't I don't care about drama. I don't pay attention to any of it. I just play the game and and follow the news. So give me the broad strokes. What 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 is so um, uh, upending about this uh, referral program? Well, what was uncomfortable about the presentation was there was no chemistry between the two people. It was, okay. it was, it was very, it was, it was, I love that kind of stuff. It was difficult to watch and, um, um, uh, See, that so just I makes me embarrassed. That's why I can't watch times, The Office. Yeah. If I watch yeah. The Office, I'm just like, I don't laugh at it. I'm like, oh, please stop. Oh, turn it off. Oh, God. Okay. Like, that's my response to that sort of thing. All right. We park our cars in different garages. Um, so there's a rewards ladder. There is the, you know, Jimmy, you understand the thing about the the program where you, you have a code. We all have a code. We give it to our friends who are not yet backers and say, here, enter this code when you buy your starter ship. 
I'm going to get a reward point or, or a referral point or an RP. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, there is a reviews and a rewards ladder, and you can you can uh, click on it there in the show notes. And so at the uh, at the bottom levels, uh, you know, you can get yourself a nice uh, T-shirt for your in-game character, Star Kitten. Star Kitten is is my new hero. Um, that said, I've never I don't even know what my referral code is. I've never given it to anybody. I, I'm not interested in that sort of thing. I'll buy Same. a Star. I'll buy a Star Kitten t-shirt in the game. Um, and uh, so the first four levels or so, I think, uh, are pretty much attainable by anybody. Uh, that's that's up to 10 referral points. And so you get some rewards for that. I think, the, what is it, the 10-point... The, the uh, reward is the uh, Star Kitten uh, a, Dragonfly. Star, Star Kitten Dragonfly. And I would actually disagree about no, the idea no, that, no, that no. it would be attainable by anybody. Oh, sure. You you don't, I mean, you don't have, I mean, even if you're 10, 10 people in your place of work or if you're a student at school, um, you know, it may be it may be the, the upside of that, but it's not an unreasonable uh, amount for an individual who's not, producing community content to achieve uh we can get there later on we get to sort of some of the rewards but i will tell you my experience it is not as easy as it sounds and and there are a lot of reasons for that part of it part of it is uh the general high price point of most of the vehicles in this game I mean, we're we're large but but that's not what they're talking about they're talking about starter packages 45 bucks yeah um, but most people, I mean, the part of the problem is that is, and I, and I, and, and maybe we'll get to this later on, but part of it is that the reception of the system with the, the state of the game makes Star Citizen by its very nature to someone who's not a, a gamer in general, kind of a hard sell. Well, why would you be trying to sell it to someone that's not a gamer? It's a true well, story. Y- well, how do you know ten people off the top of your head that you could name in your in your real, local social social circle that would be like, yeah, I'm interested. Point Ace. Uh, maybe I, I you know I don't know I I go to the game store I play you know um, uh, tabletop games you know I I share with people I mean that's just not my personality you know I mean like if I was at school I mean I certainly um when I was at school uh, there were um you know what's the collective noun for nerds um there were nerds flock flocks Nerd. yeah, flo- <laughs> it is there a, is a, a plural on the end of that. No, the collective noun. It would be a nerf of nerds or a... um, um, A gaggle? No, I know. A flumph. A flumph of nerds. There we go. A flumph of nerds. I like that. Yeah. So, um, and they would number often in in the the tens or the the dozens. And uh, certainly, you know, it would be possible to um, uh, to, uh, get, uh, you know... Ten of those people together, I know, but I mean, and it could even be that you know you're talking about somebody. Um, I had uh, the um, uh, the pleasure of meeting a young man uh, not too long ago at a charity event who uh, was um, uh, a high school student, and he is um, uh, among his uh, friends. He does YouTube videos, 
And uh, so he's like, you know, like, you know, Jimmy, um, you know, you were when you were a teenager, I think you were in in bands, um, uh, uh, you know, and you would meet, you know, make friends and, and be uh, a person of of uh, of note uh, because of your membership in the band. Sure. This guy is similar. He is, you know, he's sort of a a minor celebrity at this high school because he creates YouTube videos, which several people, you know, follow his channel. So somebody of that nature you know who you know is a popular kid. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're not a popular kid, then yeah, I see your point. Where you know maybe finding ten friends uh, would be an issue for you, but and they uh, find ten friends, and they find ten right. friends. It, there is right. there is there is a little bit of pyramid scheme to that 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 suggestion as well as as you just pointed out. Um, I would I would like to point out that uh, I was fairly popular in college there are some people right now who's this podcast who i'm sure are like the hell you were i'm sure <laughs> uh wow uh but um, not, not i but my point being is that i would be hard pressed to find 10 people off the top of my head who i was not was i not concerned about altering our friendship or or making things difficult or uh, uncomfortable if i was like yeah here do this thing and get a referral point and get me a referral point. Uh, the other thing to point out is that um, it with the with the state that the game is in, um, it it feels like a bit of a hard sell to get someone in for that and then have them come back and go, well now how do I do this? How do I play any of this? What is this like? You you know you you suckered me out of thirty five or forty five dollars and. No. It doesn't suckered. play no, very no, well. No, 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 yeah, no. Well, it's not so, fair to use that pejorative. Yeah, no. I would. I would have to. I would have to agree with with Gleep. Um, I think that as a new player coming into the game for the first time, there's a fair bit to keep you busy. You know, it's there's, all new. there's a couple. There's a couple of months worth of content there for a new player. For those of us that have been playing forever, look, a new patch comes out, and I spend two and a half hours running through all the content and buying all the pretty clothes and armors and guns that I want, and I've pretty much you know done what I needed to do. But for someone that's coming into it for the first time, you know, there's there's a there's a good solid month or so worth of content between learning how to fly, learning how to shoot, playing Arena Commander, playing Star Marine, um, exploring uh, Crusader, even though it's a bit limited right now. I think mm-hmm. the real push on this or the real um, sell point on this will be when 3.0 comes out. I and that's the thing is, I feel like explore. I feel like this was premature by a patch, basically. This should have been done at the release of 3.0. Well, the referral program has been in place for a very long time already. Yes, it has been, but the referral contest, which is what everybody is up in arms about, not necessarily the referral program. So what's the referral contest? Okay, so Gleep, do you want to continue? Um, well, God, I, I think so don't you, care about this stuff, but, but I, I want to know. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, um, uh, you can, uh, um, you, you get a, a referral point, um, and this contest ends in August, uh, um, uh, right before Gamescom, uh, 10, 10 points, you get uh, a dragonfly, uh, star kitten dragonfly, which, you know, would be nice, be fun. Um, and then, uh, the person with, um, the most, um, uh, referral points, the leaderboard top spot, they're going to win an Idris M. So that's kind of nice. 
And uh, then also if you, um, and actually, I, let's see, the Idris M1 might be, no, it is based on lifetime total referral points. So, um, and if you make it to, uh, the first one to make it to 2942 lifetime referral points, that's 2942, is going to get a free trip to Gamescom. Uh, now, if you look at the current leaders, there's, the current leader is at um, uh, a little over uh, 15,000, I'm sorry, uh, 1,500 uh, referral points. So he's more than halfway there. Um, I don't know how long uh, that's that's been um, the case. But one an important statistic I want to point out relative to uh, the timing of this as far as the state of the game, look at the number of star citizens right now and look at the number when we were at, game, or at uh, CitizenCon six months ago. It's almost doubled. We're getting closer to, what, what 1.8 million? I, that that nice. may be true, but how many of those were referral-related? It doesn't matter. They're all new citizens. If, so if, the, the, if the issue is regarding the referral program that we're talking about, yeah, it matters. No, no, it doesn't. Those are all potential new citizens. You're saying that there's no pool of people to bring to the game. I'm saying that the population has nearly doubled in the last six months. I agree, but but how many of those were people that were brought in through the referral program? Part of the problem that people have... It doesn't matter. We're talking about the potential. We're saying that it, either the potential exists or it doesn't relative to the content of that is within the game. Oh, and, I, I, uh, I agree that the potential exists. My My point is that... The referral program as a system isn't used by a lot of people, so the chances to progress in it don't happen that well, often that, that's, unless but you're that's, pointed that's, out to it. That's the incentive of, of the, the contest is to get more people using it. Yeah, that's that's a valid point. Um, I would say, though, that um, your Twitch streamers, your content creators oh, yeah. have a bit of a leg up there. Well, oh, more than wait, a bit. wait, wait. Yeah. No, they're going to win. They're going to win. And my point on that in the the notes that I had here was that's exactly who CIG wants to have win because they're out there promoting the game. That's a fair point. I mean, you know, if if you've got people that are, you know, fans that are creating content and and getting the word out for the game, to some some extent, they should be rewarded for that. I wholly agree. I wish that if, but when they set up this contest, they should say, then to qualify, you must be a streamer of some kind. Well, no, because they just part no, of it, no, they want everyone to be able to participate. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, but, you know, the, the kid that want, the kid that has like want. one friend that and that friend joins, you know, it's it's about get getting the word out for the game, and they get a T-shirt, and you know, yay, got a T-shirt, yay. I guess I like the, the the point that a lot of people have, and I that I personally agree with, is that it is not a level playing field. Uh, well, it's I not supposed to be. Yeah, the, there's no promise that it is. Listen, uh, the world uh, is not a level playing field, so all the I understand all that. But if you're setting out up, there a, need if, to just take a step back if, and relax. I understand that, but if you're setting up a contest with the intention of it being for everybody to participate in, no, you will the, be the contest is not giving people a leg it's up. Not it's not a contest a, for one winner. There's not a. It's not a one winner take all contest. It is a contest during it's a period of time in which you can win these uh, particular prizes relative to whatever you do in in that during that period of time. So the the guy winning the the the, the streamer winning the trip to Gamescom does not prevent you from uh, from winning the Dragonfly. True, but if my goal, if 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 the incentive is to get to that point, which is what they what what they were advertising in their video then, was, then you better hunker to, down and sell, son. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to have reasonable expectations for yourself too. I mean, you can't you can't look at that and say, "Well, yeah, I'm going to win that." It's like, no, I've got a job. I've got a job, and I and I don't have a lot of friends. So um, listen, so, I would I would love to win a free trip to Gamescom, you know, but I'm never going to come anywhere near that, and that's just the reality of the situation. Now, yeah, there's probably I, a Twitch streamer out there that can that can rocket skyrocket to the top because he's really popular and he draws a lot of attention to the game. I would yeah, agree, but yeah. does that make it fair, or more importantly, in this case, good Why PR does everything for CIG? What, is, what does everything it have to be fair? What is fair? Everybody has an opportunity to get something participate. for participating, and whoever happens to participate the most gets a grand prize. I, like, I don't understand this whole fair thing. Because, okay, firstly, if it's also, not... Also, also, if I can stop you for a second. dun 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 Boo-wee. Okay, continue. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I felt like we needed to have some Star Trek fight music going in the background. Oh, okay. I was like, what? I'm so confused. <laughs> that was uh, good. That was good. Thank you. Firstly, yeah, 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 this program is to drum up PR, good PR, good marketing for Star Citizen at its core, and to drum up players and, and monetary backing for that system. Am I wrong? Okay. Sure, I I, I, don't, so, I don't really understand the context of what you're saying. I mean, it's, let me to me, let to me, me it's just a, all right, all right. Well, no, you asked me if I if I agree, and I I don't understand what you're saying. Okay, well, so so if that is this, if that is what they are trying to achieve, then uh, you want the contest to appear fair and balanced for everybody, so that it is perceived that. I don't know that CIG is being friendly to new players or to players who cannot produce as much as others, as opposed but, to but singly are. providing a a leg up for streamers. If but, they no, wanted to no, do no, that, they are. Everybody gets a thing. It just everybody depends gets on a, how, you, how you much just, involved you want to be involved. Did you? Everyone so gets so a thing. you didn't you didn't see the video, Jimmy? But they specifically uh, upheld several streamers and their referral codes in the video. Right. Sure. Those are those those are the people one of those people is going to win the Gamescom trip. There's if, just no way around if it. If you if you are a game developer and there are a half dozen people out there that are attracting millions of eyeballs to your game every single week, you're going to want to take care of them to some extent. Oh, I yeah. agree. And then that's why I say that this contest should have been for streamers or content creators but, only. But then, but but then everybody then, would have been pissed. Then everybody would have been pissed that they couldn't participate. So, like, it's you can't really win here. Then perhaps they shouldn't have done it in the first place. No, but it's, no, it's the promotion to get the people game. to go. I get it. Out I get and, it. But it feels it feels more to me. It feels game. It, for me. It feels poorly thought out from a marketing perspective and from a content perspective. Um, I do feel Why? like this is. I do feel like this is too soon. I feel like there's not enough content to justify. See, here's the thing: if I went to one of my best friends and said, "Hey, I want you to get into this game," he'd look at the price for, and not just not just the the starter ships. But the thing is, you look at the ships for all of them. He'd go, "Wow, these are really expensive. This is a really expensive game." But you but don't sure, have yeah, to buy understand. any of them. I had, I you understand have, that. You don't, have to, you don't buy, have to buy thirty. You spend I understand bucks to get what I'm what I'm trying to describe to you is where the average person sees this. Not us. We don't see it this way. But the average person looks at that shit page and they do see a lot of numbers, and that is a little intimidating. I, I would agree. I, with no, you. 
800,000 people have joined since we were at CitizenCon. 800,000. I'm not disagreeing. There are a lot of people on the planet, but that that is the perception that is often given for a lot of that information. And and is and it is the it is the response I have gotten from a lot of friends when they see this stuff. The, and well, the I am is, more interested. I, I will I, say this: um, from the outside looking in, the game can be a bit daunting and a bit confusing. I, I have run into that issue with friends when they come in because the game is is in development. Um, because you're basically playing an alpha. Um, you know, because, you know, a starter ship may not be the, the most survivable ship in the persistent universe. It, it can be a little bit daunting for somebody that's new that's coming in. However, if you are referring that person, you, I would think that they're a friend or they're somebody that you like. Otherwise, you wouldn't be referring them and that you would be able to go, hey, friend, are you in game? OK, great. Me too. Come hang out on my freelance or let's go explore the verse together or let's do things together. I agree with Ace in that it is a bit daunting when you go into the game for the first sure, time. Sure, sure. And I also understand your point, you know, Ace, about you know the fact that you know people that are are that have huge internet followings have an advantage. However, with that said, everybody has an opportunity to get something for referring something as small as one person and something as small as large as fifty million people. The way that the world works wow. in general is that, you know, the, the king of the hill is the king of the hill. So I don't see anything wrong with whoever it is that, that provides the most referrals or someone that has been, you know, cultivating this for, you know, since the referral system was launched, winning a grand prize of a trip. You know, I they're guess- not. You know, it, it's it, it's everybody is getting a thing. There there are levels there. So if I, I refer I, one friend, is, I get a thing. I guess what I'd say is I expect that behavior. The king is the king in politics, not in my gaming. That's and generally speaking, the, but that's how the world works. And period, generally like speaking, in board. and generally speaking, in most games, pay to win, as it is sometimes referred to, is considered a bad thing and will kill a lot of games. Not pay to win. To win. I'm not this saying is not it is pay to win. But, but it's not a good argument to make then. I just like point, fighting with you, Ace. I know you do. But my, my point is, I is scream, that... I scream, you scream, full steam space machine. Whether, whether or not the perception of fairness is a good thing or a bad thing, it is what people will see, and it is a bad look for CIG. It's not unfair. No. It's not fair. I, it's not I, no, no, fair to the company. To I, I understand that. But, it's but not, it is how people will see it. It's not unfair. It's not. And it's not unfair for somebody that is a Twitch streamer that has, spends hours online cultivating a fan base um, and supporting games that they believe in. It is not unfair to allow them the opportunity to excel. And you know, no these, one is compelled to participate. These, you these, don't have to participate. Right. Uh, the, these Twitch, the, the Twitch streamers, the, the vloggers, these people that have cultivated a fan base have spent time and energy in what they do and have promoted games that they believe in. So if there is a Twitch streamer out there that loves Star Citizen, that brings tons of eyeballs to Star Citizen, why would you not allow him the opportunity or her the opportunity to excel and take this top prize? Whereas, I guess the question you know, the I would one, ask... Whereas, let me, let me, let me just finish my, my thought. Whereas the one person who, like, like me or like you, that supports the game and backs the game but doesn't necessarily promote the game. And I know that we're not the best example because we create content too. But the people that we don't, do not, the people that, that don't create do content, 
but support the game, have an opportunity if they have friends that they want to turn on to this game to win stuff or, or to, uh, to, to get rewards. A thing. Yeah, I guess get, I, I would ask rewards. is, do either of you guys look at the Reddit threads? No. I, no, why would I? I mean, it's, it's just full of vitriol. Uh, not, no, no. It, okay. No, there's some good, this, there's some good stuff on Reddit. I, this, this has, you know, this Reddit, has, has its, Reddit has its ups and downs. Yeah. This has been full of vitriol. Yes, you are right. When it comes to the Reddit thread response to this, the large response has been, this is weighted towards streamers and it is generally unfair. That has been the general We're, response for most people. Okay, but let me, let me just, and Reddit Mark isn't, is Mark not isn't representative here. of the Star Citizen community. And Reddit Mark is isn't here to back Reddit. me up on that because he, but he also looks at the Reddit. But this is, this is the, generally speaking the way that this has been received on a lot of gaming forums, Reddit included. Listen, now, streamers are people too. Streamer lives matter. <laughs> For God's sake. Um, I think I think the only the, the I, and we should probably wrap this up. I don't think yes. we're going to find a consensus on <laughs> Agree this. Agree to disagree. The, the only point that I would say is, you know, I understand how people might feel it's unfair, but a streamer, for example, it, it, they they are actively promoting the game as a fan and at the end of the day that's what the referral program is all about a referral program is designed to have fans actively promote the game so the fans that are actively promoting the game the most of course are going to have a better opportunity to get greater rewards but do you think that this will be good for star citizen in the future as as Absolutely. as a as a as a uh, as a point of their marketing history, absolutely. I, I don't I don't think it'll be a black eye. I mean, again, you know, but it's a matter of perspective. My perspective is that a referral program is designed to promote a thing, and if you have a a segment of the population who is attracting a large audience in promotion of that thing, it, I don't utilize it's unfair. I guess, what would you say about some of the contestants, uh, 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 speaking of one of the people in the front who is using the Reddit referral randomizer because they don't want to take a leg up against uh, uh, over other people? I mean, there are are streamers who find this to be a little uncomfortable. And just like everybody else, they don't have to participate. It's not compulsory. It's not mandatory. You don't have to do this to be a star citizen. I agree. Uh, is, I, is the whole is the whole point of contention the the trip to Germany? Yeah, nah, that 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 and the Idris, that and the Idris, basically. The the the. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, I just I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I know. It's it's, fair. it's, it's I mean, silly there, there considering what's going on in the actual world, actual politics in the world that the where there are actual stakes, now, actual lives at, at you know uh, in concern. Yeah, it's silly. It's dumb, but. We're here to discuss that stuff, so it's no, no, what we of have course, to talk about. Uh, of, of course, and and like I said, I, I understand where people are coming from. I just don't agree with it. You know, no. as I've said, I think a referral program is designed to get the word out. And if there are people, if there are some people that are getting the word out on a larger scale than others, I don't see a problem with that. Okay, I'm very and curious one last to see thing. what our response from people on our forums have to say. I'm very curious to see please what send, all right, all right, Please send all, right, all hate all right. mail to Ace at... <laughs> please do. I'm actually curious. No, I'm, I'm, I'm literally curious. Aceazamine at gmail.com. Send me your, your commentary. I want to hear what you guys have to say. All right. 
Um, so um, one last uh, thing, because uh, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, one last um, uh, thing that I've heard people complaining about. I think, Ace, you, you did a really good job of touching upon most of the, the beefs that people have. Um, but I think that um, uh, one thing that uh, I've heard repeated is that people say, hey, I referred this game back before there was a referral program, and now I don't have any more friends, so this is uh, this is not fair to me. And, I am one of those people, uh, but I don't really particularly care that much. But I am one of those people. A lot of the people listen. that I got interested in it were people that I got interested long ago and have since looked in, got played a little bit, and checked out. I, right. I referred to well over 4,000 people before the referral system mm-hmm. started. So I'm just saying. I, I 4,013 is what I did. See? Um, I, have, see? I have three. Three people. <laughs> where's well, my, actually, where's my win? These, these were the people that I found in my group of friends that I felt comfortable saying, hey, this is something you might be interested in. No, and that's, and that's and that's understandable, but the thing is, nobody has a time machine. You know, it's it's a right. tough call because it's like you know, I, I can, I get it. You know, I referred four or five people. I don't have anybody else to refer to refer, so now I'm kind of out of the running for the refer, the referral program in general before it was started. But the thing is, you know, how how can you be care. mad at them for something that didn't exist? You know, when you were referring people, exactly, exactly. It's like when you re- when Ace when you referred your friends, you did it because you wanted to share the game, right. and that was and them joining was your reward that you would be able to share this game with them. Now that uh, there are um, uh, prizes or um, uh, compensation for referrals, uh, folks that are um, actively referring the game may be doing so for a different reason. So it's it's at, it, it has become an apples and oranges comparison. Yeah, I would agree with Dakota that. Ring. I, at the end of the day, I, you know, I will always go back to the fact that I will refer this game to a friend because I believe in this game. I don't care about any rewards. I don't care about a referral no, program. No. Um, you know, I have a couple of friends that I've talked to about the game and they're, they're following it and they're doing kind of a wait and see, which I understand. Um, but we're always talking about it. And I have a few friends that are in game, um, already. But at the end of the day, if I refer somebody, it's because I believe in the game, not because I'm wanting Absolutely. a thing. Yeah, and that, you know, this is why we don't have ship contests. This is why we don't take Patreon money is because we want to have people with us that are here because they want to share the game, not because of prices. And we'd also have I to agree. be more professional, and who wants to do that? Oh, <laughs> hell no. All right, so, gentlemen, before we get out of here, um, I want to give a metric Load size shout out to Guy with Ships Shadow Fox E57 for him hitting oh, yeah. us to Royal Republic and their 2010 single Full Steam Space Machine. I am a total sucker for over the top bad sci fi and well done garage rock. So you put so the good. two together, I get fidgetier than Tyler Nolan all up into club with the lady. Listen, I, I get people that people refer music to me all the time. You know, mm-hmm. for, for obvious reasons. And sometimes I listen to this stuff and I'm like, oh, that's good. It's not really my thing. Sometimes I listen to it and go, oh, God, that's horrible. Sometimes I listen to it and I go, oh, that's cool. So mm-hmm. when Shadow Fox, Fox was talking about music, I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of music he's going to drop. He dropped that song and we all universally were like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the song. Uh, my, my caterpillar has a new name. <laughs> Nice. Um, so uh, anyway, um, it's uh, you know for me, it's just not possible to have any more fun than uh, blasting alien invaders with a super weapon powered by a garage band. It is a great song. It will definitely be in Quantum Drive next uh, season. Oh, it's great. So, um, guys, you got anything else? Oh, and the links in the show notes. Blah 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 blah. 
I'm done. Ace? I'm pooped. <laughs> well, thank you, Ace, for uh, for bringing your passion to that conversation. Uh, we do appreciate it. I'm um, very curious maybe. to see what people have to say. I do feel... I just, this is one of the few things that I do feel, I guess, yeah, I guess passionately about. It, it, it feels mm-hmm. like I have had to defend Star Citizen so often to people that I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes this this reflects poorly and it's like, oh no, I have to have another conversation about people who, who follow the news about this sort of thing. I, I think this speaks to our age difference because I'm just like, oh, you don't like Star Citizen? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Ace, <laughs> Ace, I will be forwarding every single email to you. By all means, you have my email address. I have several of them. All right, so please do go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our shows happening throughout the week. Go to INN and learn things. It can be found at imperialnews.network, and you can reach the podcast for whatever reason. Uh, it is ace at versecast.org, um, or on Twitter, it is at versecast with uh, the hashtag TGWS. No, send it to comms. Don't, uh, don't, don't flood ace with... Uh, I, I do say send it to ace, uh, as I mean, at gmail.com, because that's where I get most... Ace, ace as I mean, 87 at gmail.com, because that's where I get most of my mail. I don't think I've ever checked versecast consistently. That's that's good. Um, to join <laughs> our organization, go to robertsspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. On Spectrum, robertsspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys for ships. And do be sure to check out our Star Citizen Gaming Community website. It is versecast.org. Now is the time on Sprockets when we let's go back to Uranus. My name is Cleet. All my contact information is in the show notes, Jimmy. Oh, you can find me most chatty over on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can uh, catch a rebroadcast of Quantum Drive Season 3 uh, every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Uh, and Saturday at 1 p.m. And then I think uh, Thursday morning at like, I don't know, 6 a.m., some crazy time. Uh, basically, the Quantum Drive is on hiatus for the next uh, 12 weeks, but... Mm-hmm. What we, what I'm doing is, uh, I do 13 weeks on and 13 weeks off. So I do 13 new shows and then I take a 13 week break and I basically rerun the previous season. So we just, uh, just did episode, uh, one of season three this past Thursday and episode two will be, uh, live, uh, this coming Thursday. Uh, I'm still around, uh, not as consistently, but I'm still around, uh, you know, uh, on the, um, in the chat channel at over at uh, official R- uh, RSI uh, over at Spectrum, uh, and I'm still uh, in the Twitch channel. Um, so you know, come find me and let's chat while the show's running. Uh, so uh, Jimmy, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, Ace, take it away. Good night, <laughs> Gracie. Oh, what a long night. <sighs> you, you just added an extra fifteen <laughs> minutes to my edit time tonight. Serves you right. Uh, tonight's episode. <laughs> tonight's episode is brought to you by the Intellect Devourer in honor of our episode. Uh, it's a tiny aberration, lawful evil. It's basically a brain on feet, and it You're will suck out your mind. I am a tiny aberration. Uh, you can find my information on the. Mark's show notes. not here to say that. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably the shortest of all of us, honestly. Um, you can follow my information know. in the show notes. Uh, 
Uh, and my email address is aceazamine87 at gmail.com. That's one more time, aceazamine87 at gmail.com. I look forward to getting a suntan from all of your roasts. <laughs> wow. That was good. All right. Until next time. Oh, no. Does anyone want to try to, want to, try to channel Mark? Because he did you guys on the last show. Uh, my name is uh, Mark uh, Madcow, and uh, you can find me over at Mark's Mad Steaks. I am uh, currently, but I can't do it. Grisly. I Grisly, feel like, sure. I feel like I for a moment you were channeling NPR just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mark has that. He's, he's got them pipes. All right. Well, then, until next time, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. Bye. Ship's tractor beam, full steam turbo team. You love that song. I have played that song 50 times. Oh my god. This is Lee Pinson.